You were given a choice between lobster and Skittles and you picked Skittles. Wait, you wouldn't pick Skittles in that choice? Welcome to Clocker Counter. I'm James Wiseman and with me is Ryan Young. So today we're going to do our first ever move draft, which we'll talk about in a minute. But first, I think we both have a couple updates. So Ryan, why don't you start with your stats update? Okay, so this is going to lead into our draft because I needed a list of players for reasons we're going to explain later. And so what I did was I just took all the results I have and I compiled the rankings based instead of a two year period, just like all of it. And Mm -hmm. who would you say, who do you think would be at the top of that ranking if you had to guess? So this is from like 23, 2023 onward. Is it still your top thirteen? Yeah, it's still the top eight. Is it still your top eight results? But it's from all time. Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably weighted towards 2013 because the points were worth more back then. Meaning, for instance, Medellin was a very small turnout, but 2011 Prague had a huge turnout. I guess that's not in the sample, but there's been bigger tournaments earlier that I would suspect would skew it towards the beginning. So I'm going to guess Arthur Coddington. So Arthur Coddington is 15th with no way. 1,619 points. He's 15th. His top eight results. So I, that means the top 15 are all max slotted. Well, they can't be max slotted with titles. So I think what happened was Arthur won, oh, 2013, 2014. But there wasn't, he probably doesn't have any frisbeer. Like he doesn't so, have enough. So it can be like, you can have eight world results because of this. That's what hurts Arthur Connington. So I take it back then. So it might be me because I don't think anyone else besides maybe Matt would get close to slotting out with eight worlds ti- with eight world titles. So you're in second with 3,014 points. Who's first? This it's is me. fascinating. I have 3,028 no points. So I have 14 more points than you. <laughs> oh, man. This is... This is like the 2018 ranking stretch all over again. <laughs> it all comes down to Pavel asking for a UD throw. <laughs> wow. That's that's pretty sick. So can you read us the first 15 then? I cannot believe Arthur is 15. Yep. So it's me at 3,028. Then you 14 points behind that. And then Alex Leist in third. With- I figure some Karlsruhe players would be mm-hmm. up here pretty high. That's about 500 points, 2,500. And mm-hmm. then it's Graf, Christian Lamred, Florian Hess, Paul Kenny, Pavel, uh, Marco Prati, Tom Leitner at 10th, Matt Gothier at 11, Daniel O'Neill, Freddie Finner, Jake Gothier, and then Arthur Coddington at 15. So now that I'm thinking more, it makes more sense because Arthur retired essentially in 2014 or 2015. Yep. So he only had a couple of years to be accruing points. That is interesting. It's definitely a little bit of a snapshot in history. I'll love to see it once we add more years to it. I also think it would be interesting to just look at the max score. Just who went to the <laughs> yeah. most tournaments and did well. Freddie Finner <laughs> might crush that, for instance. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Did you do any 
advanced stats or this is just more simple than that? You didn't have to do the expensive server or anything, right? No, this was just using the tool. I can't even look at the breakdowns. So I don't know what the top eight tournaments is without publishing the results. Are you able to share this list with me? Because I think you have a very unfair advantage in our draft. Yeah. If you uh, have, I can paste it into the Google Doc. Okay, do that. It's going to so be seven hundred lines. How many pages do you think this is going to be? Oh, you're gonna. Oh, we'll just put it at the bottom, and yeah. I'll. I just all I care about is the top fifty or so. It is when I'm trying to come up with a name. Wait, how come that's this a cool work? project? <laughs> Okay, while you do that, I'll go to my disc golf update. So this last weekend, Juliana Corver and her husband Jim were in town for a women's disc golf major. I'm sorry, I'm still not familiar with any of the terminology in disc golf, but it was at my home course, Cedar Rock, in, I guess it's in Burlington, North Carolina, but it's 30, 40 minutes away from my place. It's a beautiful park that now has three disc golf courses, including a clearly a pro level course called the regulator, which I think is an awesome name. It should be a move name. And I had a blast. I was so impressed with the organization of the tournament. It gave me a lot of inspiration for how to do NC States. It provided a pretty good blueprint for what kinds of things we'd have to think about if freestyle was growing, like making sure we had good vendors selling merchandise, having good food options around, having a parking system, VIP passes, regular <laughs> passes. There was all kinds of just cool organizational ideas that they had. And the whole process was so smooth, even though for me, it's kind of scary going to this new kind of event. I have no idea where to go or what to do, but I always got direction because there were so many people there just guiding you along the right path. I saw some amazing disc golf, met a lot of super nice people. I got a lot of freestyle frisbee vibes in terms of the community. But the highlight by far is getting to jam with some disc golfers who I will describe <laughs> as freestyle curious. So I'll only name one in particular because I know he's publicly enthusiastic about freestyle, which is Brian Earhart. I met him for the first time. He was such a nice person. And we caught a short, maybe half hour, 45 minute jam off by ourselves somewhere. And it was kind of those situations where I felt a lot of pressure to try to perform well, to be interesting but i was trying to balance that with playing in a beginner friendly way and we were on a terrible field that was super wet and had awful inclines and <laughs> potholes so i felt like i was playing in quicksand but brian either didn't notice or was very polite about it but then later after the tournament ended there was a lot of people in line to get their disc signs by various superstar disc golfers juliana brian and then a couple other random freestylers who came out of the woodwork all went on top of this hill and jammed in front of everyone who was waiting in line. <laughs> and of course, for the disc golfers watching Juliana shred freestyle, got them super excited. And I'm optimistic that there'll be a little more crossover with disc golf and freestyle. And I know, for instance, Brian is moving to Charlotte, which is only a few hours from here. And he mentioned to me that there's several high profile disc golfers who are interested in learning a little bit of freestyle and they will all be living in Charlotte. So I I'm already joking that FPAW 2032 is going to be in Charlotte. And I told him <laughs> all my resources are at your disposal. You name the time and place. I will go to Charlotte to try to spread the jam there. So super cool opportunity and 
excited to see what kind of cross activities we can do to get freestyle in front of more, more people. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So you have a bike update and then we'll go to the draft. Okay. Yep. So I've been getting into biking and, or no, I've been biking and I've been talking about it a long time. And the first bike I bought was a thousand dollar entry level road bike, which is Mm -hmm. as good as you need to, unless you're riding the tour de France. But of course you always want to buy a nicer and nicer bike. And when we're, of course, (laughs) when we were in Colombia, I was like, when we go home, I need to buy a bike. (laughs) And on Saturday it came in stock. I had a thing that would check every 30 minutes, the website to see if it was there. And it was, and I bought this way too fancy for me bike, but I will never have to buy another fancy bike again. What I like to add a little more color to your story is the moment from my perspective that you decided to buy the bike was when we thought your luggage was lost and you were so (laughs) upset. You said, I'm just going to buy myself this fancy bike, which I think is a very clever emotional hedging strategy, which is the more upset you are, the more money you should spend to try to ease that pain. Obviously, there's limits to that and people shouldn't spend beyond their means. But I thought it was very amusing. And you and I were debating because I find that the more stressed I am at work, the less money I spend. I think it's because I'm thinking, what happens if something goes wrong at work and I lose my job? But you say, no, it's the opposite. The worst work is going, the more money you should spend to make life more bearable. So <laughs> exactly. I think I think you're in the right there, but who knows? My my mom's expression is if it's a problem money can solve, it's no problem at all. And to be clear, not everyone has the money to solve their problems, but it scales. If money, if, <laughs> if money can solve your problem and you have the money to solve it, in my mom's mind, just solve it. Just make that problem go away. So yeah. I I respect the bike purchase. So congrats. Congrats on that. Yep. The problem is I can't borrow your backup bike because it's too small for me. No. Nope. So at some some point I'll have to buy a bike so that we can go on bike rides. I wonder if it'll be it'll be like when we play Dota together because you're way better at Dota and you get extremely frustrated with me, which I find it's not incredibly like amusing. No. <laughs> so hopefully no. you won't be just very upset that I'm slowing you down a whole a whole bunch. I think only Dota and programming work that way for in my brain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll go right to the draft then. This is, we'll call this the beta draft. We don't really, we were were working out the parameters by text over the last half hour. And I think most of this draft is going to be negotiating over the rules (laughs) and exactly how this works. But here is our preliminary thinking So we have five categories, throws, catches, sets, pulls, and wildcard. We each get to draft a certain number of moves in each category. We get to draft two throws, two sets, two pulls, and then five catches and five wildcards. And one important catch is whenever you draft a move, you have to pick a player associated with that move. So you might say, I'm taking Guidus and I'm taking Daniel's Guidus, for instance. And once a player has been chosen for any move, they are off the board. You cannot (laughs) draft a different move with the same player. So you can't draft the same move and you can't draft the same player. 
Now, an important strategy to this game is knowing what moves to put in what category. So for instance, there is a wildcard category. You could take another catch in the wildcard category if you want it. And there might be some categories where there are far fewer high value moves to draft. So the point of the draft is not to just draft what you think is the best move right away. You need to draft the highest value move by category and by person. So hopefully as we do it, for even for us, the different strategic considerations will play out. Do we have a solution to how broad a move can you pick? Absolutely not. That'll <laughs> be a subject of heated debate, I think, on this podcast. Is Ryan going to do something completely insane? Yes. <laughs> I, it would, I, I would not be shocked if Ryan just says, I'm taking Juliana's diet in wild card. That's the kind <laughs> of shenanigans I expect from Ryan. I'm a more honest fellow. I'm going to stick stick to the basics. I have a little bit of a draft strategy. Ryan, you had a little more time to prepare, so I'm very nervous <laughs> about what you have. But you know, before you draft anything, I'm wondering if I have pen and paper nearby. I think you're just going to have to all oh, write it on my phone. I am 70% certain I know what you're going to draft first. There, and I'm going to write Okay. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to write it down on my phone. OK. And when you draft, I'm going to show you my phone and we'll see okay. if I'm I'm right. OK. OK. First, give me read access or write access to the your doc so I can paste the names in. And okay. yeah, I'll talk about there are actually two moves that are, I think are outliers or like the S tier and everything else is not even in the same tier. So I wonder Since if you could guess those two moves. You're saying two moves are S tier in among all the categories, just two yeah. total. Yeah. And is it because it's a combination of it's very well, let's find out. Let's yeah, find out. Yeah. Because there's so many considerations here, and I don't want to give away my draft strategy, mm-hmm. which I'm not confident is the right strategy, if I'm being totally honest. I think as we do this in the future, we'll get better at it. And we'll we'll definitely have variations on this. I think for instance. We can do drafts where we limit the pool of players to, say, a particular tournament or a particular location. So, and we can use different categories. So we're hoping to make a versatile drafting segment that can be interesting in the future. But this first one's a free-for-all, and it's mostly, <laughs> like I said, going to be a battle about interpretation of the rules. Okay, so, I think the pick order should be first, and then the other person picks two in a row, and then we alternate after that. Okay, so it's a snake draft. Yeah. I, I totally respect that. The two-person snake draft is a little funny, but I think it's a good it's a good default rule to adopt now because hopefully we have drafts with more people in the future. I will point out right away that this is the kind of draft where I almost prefer to go second, especially... So you get two because, picks? <laughs> not because I get two, but because this is such a free-for-all. I don't even know where to start. And I, I know like where you... I'm going to start. I'm going to pick one. <laughs> There's only two options to start with. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get crushed. Okay, but who goes first? I don't even want to go first. I would like to give it to you, but I don't think that's fair. I think we should I'm going to random. random yeah, I'm going to random it. You well, seem you, like you would flip the coin, and then you get the pick who goes first. So it doesn't. I'm going to pick first if I win the coin toss. Okay. So I'm gonna, I choose first pick. <laughs> no, no, pick. no, no, no. That's not, that's so lame. But I guess that is better. That's how all sports and Dota, <laughs> everyone does it that way. 
Well, if you get the first pick in the NBA, you don't get you don't get to say, well, I guess you could trade it or something. All right, I have this easy pay metro card. Okay. Bl- blue is you, white is me, and you're gonna have to take my word for it, Ryan. Okay. Wait, that was not a legitimate. <laughs> it's white. Wait, what does that mean again? <laughs> that mean that means I have to decide who goes first. Okay. I don't want, but I know you're going to take. I don't want it. Okay, then give it to I, me. <laughs> I, 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 I really want to take it just to spite you. <sighs> okay, I'm going to start right off with a with an interpretive battle here. I'm st- <laughs> I don't know if this is the right stride. This is very bold. I'm starting in wild card. Okay. The player I'm choosing is Fabio Sana. And I'm taking delays. <laughs> okay. All delays. Clock, counter, invert, lefty, righty, upside down. I got all his delays. All right. You take it. Delay wasn't even in my list of things to choose from. Yeah, you weren't thinking straight. <laughs> delay is the building block of freestyle, my friend. Just wait. That's not even in my S tier. It even, oh, it's not yeah. even in my list. <laughs> I got every delay and I got Fabio Sana off the board. The better you are, the less you delay. I'm just saying you got to take that disc in somehow. (laughs) Okay. Are we ready for my pick? I'm ready. I know what it is. Okay. It's Daniel O'Neal, the backhand throw. Okay. I thought you might take that. That's not what I thought you would take first. That's a great choice. We discussed that (laughs) on the podcast before. That probably is the best throw in the world. I so also tell me why said, you picked yeah, it. The I always say the throw is the most important move in freestyle because everything is downstream of the throw, and you can only you, you started like the throw sets your maximum capacity of every of your like their combo, and so you can only go down from there. And what's so powerful about Daniel's throw is it has nine nine five spin. It has no wobble and it has great accuracy. So it has, if you had the baseball card of throws, this throw would max out all the slots. There's nothing really (laughs) wanting in it. But here's why I already question your strategy. Because I can get 90% of the value of his throw with a number of other people. I'm not going to get 995 for your throw. (laughs) I'm actually not even sure you're because not going to pick the one, like, I know what your throw is going to... I should pick it just to deny you your throw pick. I feel like you and I are two ships sailing in the night because we both have really strong views of what we think the other person's going to take, and then they're not going to take it. <laughs> okay, so you get to pick... You're up next. Yep. Okay, I'm going to take... Oh, dang. I want to use Daniel in two categories. This is what makes it hard, so I'm going to have to look at my yeah. list. Yeah. Were you going to take his Guidus? I was going to take his Guidus, yeah, because Guidus is this other S-tier move. Let me look through my list. It's always tempting to take Matt out of the pool right away. Here's what's interesting about Matt. I was thinking about that, but I think Uh, Matt's one of those people who's like the second best at everything. I was going to describe it as the sum is greater than the 
or like his total is greater than the sum of his parts and we're only picking one part. So it's not, we're not getting full value out of Matt. Yeah. So there's usually somebody else who for a particular thing I would take them for, even if Matt's a far better player than them. Okay. Who has the second best guy to send the world of all time? I think you're thinking way too narrowly and I'm so surprised by it. You think so? Wait, you mean there's like a better move pick or a better player pick? I'm not telling you nothing. <laughs> okay. It's going to hurt when I pick. Just let you just letting you know right now. Okay. I'll take Let me take Edo's Guidus. Okay. That's actually a good choice. It also denies a lot of things. You've taken it. I did think when I was envisioning this draft, there's going to be a really tight race for Guidus or Scarecrow in catches. And I'm going to give this to you because I'm feeling very generous, but I think it's, or this is kind of a point of debate. I think you should get all of Edo's Guiduses. It's just, you got his Guidus. You have his Guidus, you have his Switch Guidus, (laughs) you've got his double barrel Guidus, his double Fleming Guidus. I think that's... An excellent choice. I was wondering if I was doing it, I would have taken my Guidus, not because my Guidus is better than Edo's, it's far worse, but I think I would have more Guiduses in the pot. Oh, like, so I would I think, also get Guidosis? <laughs> yeah, not. you would get Guidosis, you would get Lefty Guidus, Lefty Fleming Guidus, you get some more Guidus catch opportunities. But that's okay because, and I don't care, come at me, judge me all you want. <laughs> I am taking myself taking me i'm taking myself off the board in catches i'm taking my scarecrow and i get all scarecrows lefty scarecrow righty scarecrow single double upside down low crow high crow i get all those crows that's my get me out of jail free card right there (laughs) okay what do you think of that pick i think there were two players in the scarecrow category it was either going to be arthur coddington or you but he, he can Arthur's, only catch it right, but the impact of the righty scarecrow is higher than your impact of the righty scarecrow. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not going to begrudge Arthur his excellent scarecrow, but I do think it was definitely a, a race between Guidus and Scarecrow. I would have also taken Guidus first, just because there's a wider range of Guidus types. But <laughs> I do think, and and that wider range of Guidus types also adds a high degree of versatility. But after Guidus, Scarecrow has to be, I yep. think it has to be the most versatile catch. You can catch it basically anywhere, anytime, and get out of trouble, and it's always high value. I agree. Okay, so I get to pick next. I kind of feel like you bullied me into taking a catch, but it would have been really bad if you got Guidus and Scarecrow. I mean, <laughs> that, that would be pretty tough to come back from. All right, now I feel like I'm getting more value here but i <laughs> here's another oh, strategy thinking it it goes single pick we alternate single picks so it's only the second person gets the double pick for as compensation oh. for the first pick okay fine go next okay now i'm wondering if i should do my crazy pick okay <laughs> i think i'm gonna do it it's annoying because it's in, it's me i have to pick me that's fine i already picked me okay I'm going to pick me for other to be the coach. (laughs) See, I knew you were going to do something like this. (laughs) Oh, man. I feel like this also 
demonstrates the constant difference between me and you, which is you're often thinking more in terms of competition. But in fairness, coach isn't limited to competition. You're also coaching people just to be better. But this is <laughs> so is it that you're but you're is, are you coaching yourself in this situation? No, I think I'm coaching other people. So this is the only, I'm not gonna do any of them for it. This be is the only situation where the thing you drafted is not a part of you. It's outside of you. <laughs> okay. I respect it. I knew you were gonna do something crazy like that. The only thing I think was a strategic blunder, and I'm being way too honest here because this is content. I wouldn't tell you this if there was real stakes here. There's no way I was gonna take coaching and you that early so i was worried you were going to take me for something else and then i was like i couldn't pick a coach position after that it is interesting you say that because there is something that i really wanted to pick you for but i can't tell you what it is yet because i don't want you to pick it i'm in a real i'm torn because there's only one thing you've told me that i can do better than anyone else and i wonder if that's what the thing you were gonna pick is Well, you might, you might be onto it then. So I need a clock throw, but you already have, well, here's the question. You just have a backhand. You don't have all a clock or there's not going to be enough throws. So you have Daniel's backhand clock throw. I already know what your throw is going to be. Can I pick it for you? Wait, wait, but here's the question. So (laughs) I, you actually are right. And I misspoke earlier because I can't really easily get 80% 80% of the value because I can't take another backhand throw. So I have to find <laughs> another clock throw yep. that isn't a backhand throw. I think I could take a Mac, but I think no one's Mac is valuable enough. They're too, even Tommy's Mac, I wouldn't really want here. So who's got a great clock throw? Well, isn't there an obvious choice? You tell me this every time we talk about throwing. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> Very true. I can't let you have both of these. Well, there's two really good. Okay, no, that's a backhand. Sir Harold Hines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. The chicken wing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> obvious. Okay. The only thing that's a bummer is I don't think Harry would have gone in another slot. So I didn't use up a. Uh, particularly important player that's a weird way or mean way to put it but i just mean i don't think he was going to be drafted later but i needed a clock throw and that was definitely my best option the other one i was thinking about was a lefty maybe like andrea rimatori's clock overhand but i don't think that's the best choice yeah now should i pick my counter throw next is, is the throwing so important that I'm going to give up a catch for it? It's tough. I think I, I have to. I'm, that's just my my mantra. It's like throwing is so important that I need the overhand wrist flick. Okay. I who's? should go with an obscure pick here. Uh, obscure player pick. There's you a couple remember, of great choices. Do you remember... Rick Sater. <laughs> I know the name, but I cannot <laughs> picture him. And I have no idea how much spin he can or cannot throw. It's, I would say he's one of the few players where his overhand wrist flick is more than his backhand. And he has like a 
very unique way of positioning his body to like give his arms space to throw. It kind of looks like when you take a picture of a baseball player mid throw and you're like, your arm is not supposed to be doing that. That's what mm-hmm. it looks like. But because it's in that weird contorted way, it has just extra on it and it's accurate. Is that, is that your final pick? It's my final pick. It's on the board. When have you played with Rick Sater in your life? He lives in Spokane, so he, or Yakima, so he drives over to Seattle. Okay. I think you made another strategic blunder because I think it would have been more valuable to take a lesser overhand but knock off someone from the board. That you couldn't... But I'm also taking someone out of, out of place. It's not like... Because we're going back and forth, I don't think the player... So you're saving a player for yourself. It really only, yeah. you, we both, it's saved for both of us. I get that. Like we're not that's, really constrained on players when I look point. at it. There's always another, like the difference between the best player to do a move and the second best player is not very much. I'll make a very tortured analogy that only board game players will know. But it's like when you get a card in a board game that helps you get more resources, that indirectly helps your competitors because there's less competition for that resource. (laughs) So you're right. It's a very smart move. You, you might've outdone me there. So kudos. So I'm next. The nice thing now is I don't need to draft a throw because you're slotted out and throws. So I can just wait. I can hold on to the very end. Mm -hmm. I do think it's gonna be an interesting question. What I take, because there's a couple of super interesting options. I know what you should take, but (laughs) I'm curious what you'll say. I don't know if we're going to agree. I'm not even sure I'm right about what I'm going to take. Uh, there's one category that's still calling to me and I'm so afraid. I'm going to go with my gut. Okay. Oh, but who do I take? Okay. Well, it's not the same move that I'm thinking then. But the problem is you're off the board, so I can't take you anymore. No, no. No, I mean, it's... You're not thinking of... I think there's an obvious next pick, but it's not that. You're not thinking about it. There's an obvious next pick. Yep. I'm giving you too much. So I went to chess club last night and when Mm -hmm. I was playing, it was like friendly game. So when I would see a tactic for the person I was playing against, I would call it out and then do it against me and then I would lose. But if this was more serious, I'm not going (laughs) to let you play mind games against me. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go with the downwind drag set. That was the second best option. I think I know what your option is, yep. but I, I, that's what I thought you were going to take very first. I don't care. I'm not taking it. I don't need it. I know you were I'm biased taking- towards that. So I was hoping you would pick it over what I'm going to pick. I'm going to take the downwind drag set. <sighs> I really wish I could take you or me here. Cause I know our capabilities there. I think the next person that jumps to mind in terms of downwind drag set it's probably Matt Gothier. So I'm going to okay. take him there. Would you have taken... That's on the board. That's finalized. Would you have taken another person's downwind drag set? No, that was... No, I would have taken someone else to deny it from me. Well, I still think there's... Partially, this is me not looking at the list of top players. But no one else that I would want to deny... Actually... I really you know want to what I'm going to pick, pick now. <laughs> I already knew what you were going to pick and I should have denied you that. I know. Because it wasn't such a big deal. All right. I made a blunder. I should have picked Jake Gothier. I know. You can, 
you can go next and take Jake Gauthier's crosswind set. Exactly. <laughs> I thought you were going to pick that first. That's what I wrote on my phone at the beginning for <laughs> anyone who is still waiting to know. It's okay, crazy that even the, Yeah. It's the go best ahead. set in freestyle. The crosswind roll set from Jake Gauthier. Here's why I went with the downward drag set, knowing you're going to do that. It's just infinitely versatile. You can do it in any wind, any situation. You can do any catch off of it. Whereas the crosswind set, there's a limited number of people that can do more than a guide us off of that. And it's it's a great pick. Th- those were the two <laughs> sets that were the most important. I went with my gut and my heart and went with the downwind drag set. I'm keeping it simple. I'm not keeping it flashy. And you can have the crosswind roll set. I debate whether Jake's crosswind roll set is truly a roll. It's more like three quarters <laughs> of a roll with a brush at the end, which is part of why I was comfortable giving that away, not to let on too much of my strategy. But okay, I am back on the board. So polls is a real mystery to me. I don't know what to do there. Because <laughs> on the one hand... <laughs> Are are sets limited to sets to other players? I don't think so, because you can have a set to a catch. Like, that's pretty common lingo. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you're going to... There's gonna... also some polls that could be just considered sets. <laughs> like, I'm giving away my strategy, but an under-the-leg pull could be part of a set. But you can only put it in one of the boxes is the problem. You know what? I'm going wild card. I'm okay. about to break. I'm about to break your entire board. Are you ready for this? Form Maxine Mittenberger. Form. Oh, okay. Form is gone. You cannot take form. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I respect that pick. Thank you. It's because, yeah, her gymnastics background paying dividends and yep. it's one of those things where when you learn something as a child and you learn it in a structured way where you get whipped if you mess up it just ingrains it into your body in a different way than us learning as adults i'm sorry i've already won you have a formless <laughs> delayless freestyle 70s macker <laughs> that is gonna look terrible and can't can't delay it so good luck you're up Okay. I think I need to pick. Okay, so if I can't delay, I would need a connector move. So I'm just going to take cuffs, <laughs> all of them. Okay, I was. That was on my list. That was coming up <laughs> on my board. So that was smart. Whose cuffs are you taking? Hmm. I think I would have taken Matt Goth here if he was on the board. But, oh, I know. I know. Bob Bowler, is that who you're thinking? Uh, no, but that's a good pick. That is a very good pick. It's I like, was think, thinking of Paul Kenny, but because I'm not bound by his mobility. I'm just taking his cups. <laughs> yeah. But Bob's works in the gym or in Bad Wind. And Bob's cuffs are incredible. So precise, yeah. They're incredible. And he has a few cuffs that I've never seen anyone else do that are 
very high utility and they don't seem like cuffs that you could just learn. They're not in the category of moves that you would just pick up in five minutes. They seem like a lifetime's work. And probably, and Bob will have to chime in on what his experience was, probably a very frustrating lifetime's work where it doesn't work for 10 years and then suddenly you're getting drafted as one of the greatest cuffers in the world. <laughs> so that's a great pick. That does change my next pick. I worry there's a lot of recency bias where we just pick the categories that someone else just picked from. But I think this is one of the few situations where the player I'm about to pick is so far above everyone else in this category that it's very valuable to get this person, (laughs) even if this move set isn't necessarily the highest utility. So I'm taking guides and I'm taking, of course, the great Jan Shrek. Yep. How do you feel about that pick? I think I'm happy to let it go as long as we're not in some kind of guide off type competition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Most people don't have any guides. Some people have one or two. Jan Shrek's got a whole move set all around guides. And I think it's just a great X factor to have in my hypothetical player. So I'm very pleased with that pick and you are back on the board. Okay. So it's very tempting to take my X factor pick as a counter to that, but I think I need to go for something a little more high value, which is the UTL pull because all double spinning pulls are under the leg. (laughs) So that's why I was asking you those questions earlier because If you made me, I was going to take UTL set for the doubles, (laughs) but it's better to take it in the polls, I think, because I don't know, polls was going to be negotiating, but I'll let you take that. So under the leg set, who's under the leg set are you taking? I have a great answer for this question. Yeah, under the leg pull. I will take. Wait, we haven't used Arthur Coddington, right? Nope. If I choose Arthur Coddington, he can do it UD. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yep. So that's what I'm going with Arthur. That's a great pick. My next choice was going to be Jakob Koshtel. Oh, yeah. Who probably also could do the double spinning UD pull. I think Jakob's secret is in the set. Like he, like most... Uh, so like he uses his knees to set the disc. I can't think of the right word, but like no one else really does that technique. And I think when we're all, or no, when the pros are all like learning when they're 10, that's going to be the way to set a double spinning pull is with your knees, not with your arm. You really put me in a big problem here. This is where the players is important because I think naturally there's one pull that I have to take because otherwise I don't know how my player is going to double a hundred percent with a hundred percent success, right? There's lots of ways to double, but without the UTF pull, I know what's next, but I don't know who has the best version of this that's left on the board. Oh no, I just don't know. I don't know. I've got lots of people. I think I would know the player. I also think I know the pull too. Is it better for me to guess it or I don't <laughs> you, You're not going to change what I do, but what poll do you think I'm going to do? Behind the back poll. Obviously. Marco Prati. 
I thought about that. That was a natural choice, but I don't think of him. I am having trouble in my head thinking what percentage of his pulls are behind the back. I think he does it, but is there someone else who does more? And also, is there somebody else who is more valuable to take off the board? I can, there's one more, <laughs> but you're going to have to find it <laughs> this time. Although Marco Prati is a good hint for the other players. Not Claudio Genia. You think so? I was thinking he would be the next best double spinning well, puller. This is part of the problem, right? Which is that not everyone agrees with me on this. I don't particularly care that much how you pull it into your double. If it pulls a pull, if it's a lacer behind the back, under the leg, it doesn't make a big enough difference to me because the double so overwhelms however you pulled it that I don't pay that much attention, which means I can't tell you how often <laughs> Claudio Chindia does a behind the back double. And he might write me after this and say, I never do that. And you made a terrible choice. But I do think I've recently seen Andres Rivera do that. And he's someone who I'd also like off the board. Marco Prati would be good off the board, but you know what? I'm not going to let you play your silly games because I'm going in wild card. And this one's going to really sting for you, Ryan, because I just negated one of your picks. Going wild cards, I'm taking doubles. <laughs> All doubles are mine. And I'm taking Marco Prati. Okay. I thought you would just take spinning, but... <laughs> oh, darn it. Can I do that? Because <laughs> if you pick doubles, I'm going to take triples and go with Andreas Rivera. <laughs> I thought about that, but the, <laughs> but the triples aren't going to be consistent enough. <laughs> Okay, I messed up. You messed up a few times. Fine. You want to take triples? Yeah, I'll take triples. Andreas you, Rivera. You could argue that I forced you into a less valuable pick because if I took spinning, I forced you to take triples, which I think are only marginally better than doubles and the consistency is far lower. And most At people, including Andreas, who triple, but we're only, you're only getting what Andreas Rivera can do right now. And you're on a you have a much smaller catch pull. So with Marco, I get basically every double there is. But with Andres, you get however many triples he can do, which he can do a lot of triples, but that might be barrel, barrel, barrel guidus and Nifa or something. I don't know, which is very <laughs> sick. Okay, so you got triples, Andres. I feel good about that. Problem is I only have one wild card left. There's a part of me that wants to go. Ah, I got an idea. A little bit unconventional, Ryan. Okay. I'm going pulls, double leg over, all double leg overs, and I'm taking <laughs> Claudio Chinia. <laughs> okay. And that includes Digitronic. That includes what I now call Telephonic, which is the switching hands to invert double leg over. Digitronic. So here, this is, I'm announcing this officially to the world. One thing you get to do when you're me, I've decided unilaterally, is I get to give names to moves that no one's bothered to name. And if you've named <laughs> this move, if you can prove it, I will adjust. But the Digitronic is, let's say you're doing it clock right-handed. You start clock right-hand, double leg over into a right-hand invert. Correct. Yep. 
That's a Digitronic. Yep. What's a little bit easier than a Digitronic? Obviously, a Telephonic. A Telephonic is when you do a right hand double leg over into lefty invert, and that's Telephonic. <laughs> is There's that also go ahead. easier? Is that easier? Far easier. Okay. Far easier. It's the same reason it's easier to go right hand to left hand double leg over as it is than it is to do right hand double leg over to right hand. Okay. I've also named another move, and I think this is a new move. Surely someone's done it. Indoctrinated is a, we'll take clock, would be a, you start in your left hand clock, you do a rim double leg over into a left hand indigenous take. That's called indoctrinated. Okay. It's surprisingly difficult. And I bet you Claudio Chinia can do it. And I have all of his double leg overs in their mind and I'm not giving them <laughs> right. that. So you're oh, right. That means it's okay. That's solid. Thank you. I think I need to clean up some of the, there's like some categories that, or there's like classifications of moves that were too small to be their whole category by himself. So I'm just going to take all of turnovers. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you can take delaying, I could take turnovers. <laughs> okay. I thought about this. And the only reason I think it's fair is because you're limited by what the person can do. Yeah. I don't love it. I don't love it. And there <laughs> might be future negotiations about it, but you get turnovers, whatever. And you take Pavel off the board, which is also very valuable. So like, That's you know how we can say mean things about like three people on the podcast. It's like you, me and yeah. Paul Kenny. Does mm-hmm. Paul Kenny have any value left now? That's a great point because I thought he was strong in cuffs. I thought he was strong in turnovers. But actually, there's one more category he's really coach, strong in. He would have been strong in coach. Oh, yeah, coach. Also, obviously, I know you know, so I'm not going to hold this back. He's good in choreography, but that's limited to competition, which I don't care as much about in this context. The multi disc. Multi disc. Great. I didn't think about that. That's a good category, but it's too niche. I'm trying to build a great jammer. So, <laughs> whatever. Multi disc. Wait, is this it. like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas where we're like sewing together all of the parts <laughs> of all these players into one person? <laughs> yes, but I'm imagining more like freestyle GPT. You just <laughs> go into the model and you say, I want. Edo's Gaitis, Daniel's backhand, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and Freestyle GPT spits out the computer model of this freestyler and you can just do everything. <laughs> it's appropriately extrapolated, whatever. Okay. That's that's how I envision this. And your freestyler can't even delay. So I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how he or she's gonna get into turnovers because she can't delay it to get there. You know, maybe you should have taken Paul Kenny because at least he's going to be cuffing it over. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Figure it out. Okay. I'm going to go back to catches. I'm going to take flawed. And can you can you guess what I'm about to do? I cannot. <laughs> flawed was my next catch pick, but I don't know who I was going to choose. Oh, <laughs> I have a suspicion, but that's only because of you've told me something recently. Is it worth it? If we're thinking of the same thing, is it worth it? I only have one. I think it's worth it. Yep. I think the people that are better are already been picked. I can think of one really good flawed. That's not can, that person. 
I can think of one good flaw that's not that person too. But I don't know if that person's going to be picked for anything else. And so I'm not that worried about it. Oh. Hmm. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it. I have to do it. Okay. My heart is not in this pick at all. I'm taking Flawed. I'm taking Anka. My heart's not in it because I want to take Will. Mm-hmm. Because I think Will has the best flaw I've seen in a long time, and it's only going to get better and better. But I think I get more value out of Anka because she can flaw it perfectly well, has a really good form, and I'm taking her off the board. And she has other skills that mm. you might want to draft her for. So she's off the board. The other person I was thinking of for flaw, I don't know why this person came to mind, was Fabian Dinklage, but I I couldn't think of another category he would be taken in. So I took Anka off the board. My other pick was Cindy St. Mary for flood. That's a great choice. I think Anka gives me both sides though. Does Cindy give me both sides? No, I think she only catches it right. Okay. That is a great pick. Okay. If I need to win tournaments, I need a chair. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whose chair whose chair are you taking i think i should take a deny pick and okay so i know one to... really good one to take but you're not going to take it because you're not going to think of it yep i have i'm already having a hard time oh i know i think i should take larry imperiali's chair so he can't throw his counter mac on your team fine i'm not worried about that at all i have another opportunity in my throw i was gonna go with flow if i was gonna take a chair because that's a pretty decent deny pick and he's got a great chair i don't think i don't think i love larry's chair i think it's a great chair but it's totally totally normal to me it has no particular special significance but I respect the deny pick because Larry could have been picked for a lot of different things. Boy, we're in the dark place now. I think I might have <laughs> been a little too creative on my wild cards because there's <laughs> there's a couple things that are super important. There's two things that are important. I'm going to take the more obvious one. Oh, no. Oh, no, Ryan. It's getting to be a little bit slim pickings here. <laughs> Having this little yeah. chart showing what you're missing helps a lot because we need, still need three catches each. Let's check in while I buy some time. <laughs> you're slotted out in throws. I need one mm-hmm. more throw. Plenty of time. Not worried about that. We both need three more catches. We both need one more set. We both need one more pull. <laughs> and we both need one more wild card. Boy, okay. It's crazy that we've slotted the same categories for the most part. <laughs> no matter what, I've decided I'm going to take in wildcard rolls. All oh, rolls. Okay. I get all of them. I, and I just get the crosswind rolls. There's like a one chunk missing from your <laughs> like map. Yeah, you, I don't I'm to think of a country where there's like one section of the country that's like a different country. You're like Vatican City. Vatican City, <laughs> and, that's right. And I'm Italy. So the question is, who do I take? 
So contenders for this option. And one caveat, I'm going to say you get everyone in their prime. So I could take Randy Silvey's got good roles, but not as many types of roles. I could take Katie Gemma, who's got a lot of incredible roles, but I think <laughs> lacks the versatility in those roles. I really want to pick someone like Steve Hubbard or Orwin Velasquez, but I'm less familiar with all the kinds of roles that they have. I could also get really wacky and take a Danny Cameronisi, who's an incredible roller. <laughs> Ryan, any names like those jumping out to you right now? My first uh, was Randy Silvey. That was my first I think, pick. I think I'm going to take him as well because he's a more valuable deny. Mm -hmm. So even if Steve Hubbard or Erwin Velasquez is a better roller, I don't think they're going to be picked for many things that are left. You're also not going to get a better back roller. Exactly. And I also get the on the ground. Mm. Only 13 year olds oh, okay. can that, learn this. Some high value there. It's a lot of value there. So for picking people in their prime, <laughs> if I pick Will, it's going to be like open potential. It's okay, going to okay. be like the no, best no, no, no. of whatever We're not going to revisit this in 15 years. <laughs> you get their known prime. Oh, okay. Okay. I kind of want to fill out my last wild card. It would be Will and it would be jumping. So like air moves. Okay. Is that, is that your final choice? It is my final choice. If it's, I mean, the rules don't even matter. It's like a very, <laughs> we're, we're stretching the boundaries as we go. But one I, of the first things I noticed about Will, like even before we were talking about how good he was going to be, was the explosiveness in his legs. It's like one of the biggest differences between your physique and his physique is how much faster he can like expel his power when he jumps. He jumps so high. It's crazy. <laughs> he jumps so high that a lot of his jumping catches become trailing edge because he's just so high in the air. He has to wait to fall back to the ground to be able to actually catch the disc. It's which makes an incredible effect. Okay. I can't wait for the world to be introduced to Will because he gets a lot of talk <laughs> on here. But um, that's a thing. By the way, just because he's not giving enough love here, Ray is already top percentile control game freestyler. Just <laughs> behind the back delay. He can invert into anything. He can basically do a double trouble and just end on a perfect invert with half a Z on it. So I think in future drafts, he'll be making some hay. Just so you know, if I had gotten another wild card slot, I was going to take consistency. <laughs> and a lot of consistent players are off the board. And I was going to take Boguslav Bo, who to this day is the most consistent competitive freestyler I've ever seen in my life. And I'm getting his consistency. So I get all the high ceiling skill of everybody else with his consistency, but it's too late. I took roles instead. <laughs> I thought that was a more important deny. And in fairness, because I'm getting everybody who's the best at what they do, a lot of consistency comes with that. But that was my thinking. <laughs> just wanted to put that out there. Okay. okay. Marco Prati would have also been a good pick. He would have, but I already took him in doubles. Oh, so okay. he's, he's off the board. <sighs> 
you know what? I denied myself. <laughs> I, I wanted to take Randy's flamingosis in catches <laughs> because I think there's a huge <laughs> drop off between his and everybody else's. Joachim Aviscar is a good choice for flamingosis. I would also love to take mine or Fabio's Olivia, but those are off the board. Does anyone else have a really good Olivia? I could take Erwin Velasquez double Gaitosis. <laughs> I'll go with Giuliano's Olivia. I thought about that, but no. I love Juliana. <laughs> but I mean, she might be the best Olivia left, but there should be better Olivia's out there, but I'm not seeing any. I'm looking at who's left on the list. Oh man, there's not a lot of bad attitudes left either. I all been in has a great bad attitude. Philip Kruger has a really good Olivia. <laughs> I shouldn't be giving these away. Boy, you're oh thinking boy, of oh all boy. the hardest catches. I'm gonna pick all the easy ones, so you're forced into picking under the leg. I have Scarecrow <laughs> and Flawed, Ryan. I have all my bases covered on the bail. I need to get some spice. Oh, I just broke the draft. Are you ready for this? Exploding star. Hooray Van Sickle. <laughs> Done. Come at me. Okay. Moondog by Matt would also be a great choice, but Matt's taken. Also, yep. I have no idea how consistent Moondog was. That is interesting because like picking signature moves is a really strong strategy. Super valuable. I but think, it's tough because you're more limited. A signature move is a very specific thing. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of sense in catches, but it doesn't make a lot of sense in wild card. I think, okay, I'm going to go. I need to pick like fundamental moves just to deny them from you. Okay. So in sets, I need the shoot. Just like all shoots. What does that even mean? All shoots. Yep. So like, what, you how do you set your shoots. doubles? You need a shoot to set it up. <laughs> You get all shoots. If you can take all delays, I could take all the shoots. They're Whatever. Flat. You have, They're still flats. <laughs> flat sets. You have, you have all shoots. Whose shoots are you taking? I think I'm going to take... You're kind of limited, by the way, now, just so you know. There's not that many people left that are going to have 50 shoots. You think so? Okay, I'm going to take... Okay, I need to save some players for catches. I have a great choice for this, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. Okay. What do you think? Who? Hmm. Okay, should I try and guess who you're going to pick? No, I'm going to go with... Wait. I think... There is definitely a right answer. <laughs> Why can't I find it? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to go with graph. That way I can do... I'll have both clock and counter shoots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. You can have graphs shoots. Tell me who the right answer was. Let me think if there's any reason I need this person later. I don't think so. Dave Schiller, you're getting him in his prime. You're going to get clock and counter. You have all shoots. Yogi both ways. Bad attitude shoot both ways. Guy to shoot both ways. That is a good pick. 
you would have gotten so much value out of that. I mean, Graf's obviously amazing and it's a good deny pick, but Schiller would have been a total package there. And I think a lot of it is realizing you're getting him in his prime, which is one of the top freestylers ever. Yeah, I did. I didn't consider him as like a two spin player at the moment, but that is so true. And I just want you to know that I can. I have all rolls, so I'm just going to be rolling into my doubles, (laughs) (laughs) which is way cooler, (laughs) anyways. So take that. I'm going to be doing doubles off of guides because my guides are so good. The thing is, I'm planning for a real life. (laughs) <laughs> a real life simulation where not everything goes perfectly and I need some basics. Oh, yeah. Like the delay, which you don't have. <laughs> and I do. <laughs> okay. Catches. Boy, who's left? Who is left? Alex Lice would be an interesting one for catches because he's got some wild signature catches, but I'm going to take a page out of your book. I think almost certainly I'm taking Flamingo. But where am I going to get a good-looking flamingo? I have I have one idea. Oh, I have another idea. Okay, give me one more minute. In flamingo, I just thought of this at the last minute. You're going to love this. This is so okay. good. In flamingo, I'm taking Benedict. Oh, <laughs> strong choice. Yeah. Arguably, I over synergize because technically I have all of Maxine Minberger's form. But <laughs> keeping in the spirit of the game, I think I took the best flamingo on the board. I think my other options were Fabian Dinklage. And weirdly, I think Lusty was a pretty good flamingo choice given what's left. He's got a pretty straight leg and pointed toe and a high catch percentage. Okay. But continue. You're up. Okay. If I'm going to stretch the rules, I'm going to go with Alex Lice's barrel, which Just includes all barrel lacer. Yeah. I mean, I basically gave you that by telling you that was my idea. Keep in mind, he's not allowed to double. <laughs> he can triple, <laughs> which he can do, I think. So, but. A barrel lacer doesn't really need to be doubled. It can just be single. No, a barrel lacer. Yeah. Yep. That's fine. That's I I respect that pick. All right, I've got Scarecrow, I've got Flood, I got Exploding Star, which is my real coup. I've got Flamingo. So let's think about the zones. I've got Scarecrow covers basically all zones. Flawed gets me low to middle. Exploding Star, who knows? <laughs> Flamingo gets me low. I feel like I could use a. Uh, Bad attitude, Olivia type situation. I all been in is a good choice here because he has some funky bad attitude variations, including a bad attitude osis. I could have also taken his flamoon dog, which is incredibly sick. I mean, triple fake also still has a lot of value. I feel like there's got to be some amazing Olivia or bad attitude. That I'm missing. I also, know, quick shout out. Yeah. Oh, you know one? I know one. <laughs> Another good wild card choice would have been Jan Sorensen for twirling. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. It would have been. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. going. Buy me some time. 
I'm, I'm deep on the list right now looking for... <laughs> oh, I've got a great choice. Okay. I'm, you're going to be so upset that I'm about to take this. This is the problem with trying to rely on your silly list that you put together. I'm taking all attitude variations, which includes <laughs> okay. Bad Attitude and Olivia, and I'm taking Chipper Bro Bell. <laughs> Tell me why. Gumby, the most flexible no, okay. freestyler maybe in history. I know he can do incredible bad attitudes in Olivia's. He can, I believe, also do double bad attitude Olivioses, if I can pluralize <laughs> that. I assume he can do both sides. Matt Gothier thinks he's the greatest player of all time. I don't know if that's, I'm allowed to say that, but I did. And <laughs> so he's my goat. If that's his goat, it's got to mean something. So okay. I'm thinking, I thought about Joey here as well. This is where I kind of lost track because we were looking at a list from 2013 and I wasn't necessarily thinking about Prime. Joey has an incredible Olivia, especially, but I'm going with, I'm going with his partner, Chip Bell. And okay. I'm slotted out in catches. <laughs> yeah, I need to fill out my catches. My, I was thinking Jakob Kostel for the bad attitude slot. I thought about it for bad attitude, but then I wouldn't get Olivia so much. I think he does it, but it's not as impressive as his bad attitude. Okay. Yeah, we're starting to run out of catches. Like, I need... <laughs> yeah, you messed up. What can I say? <laughs> well, I have Guidus. There's like, I need whatever you catch when you don't catch a Guidus now. So I should just... I am I need proof, a... Ryan, that you don't need a Guidus to be a successful freestyler. <laughs> It's kind of like, would you rather do something, would you rather have like, the, it's like drafting in Dota. Do you pick the comfort heroes that are all really reliable or do you pick whatever the hard to play meta heroes? And the Guidus and you, is, the Guidus is the comfort pick, but it's also the meta. It's like a double <laughs> valuable. I was thinking of what you were going to say is, are you, do you take the flex pick early? But okay, <laughs> you're up. What do you got now? You have two catches left and a poll. We both have a poll left, so that's where we're really battling. The poll, I can, I have the under the leg poll, so I'm going to leave that one to last. Okay. Okay. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> or should I take? No, I don't need it. I think I need a high because you have Scarecrow. I need like a the zones. I need a high zone catch. So yeah, I you have next, nothing. You have the nothing next there. best one is the you think it's the head flawed, but I think it's the over the shoulder is the next best <laughs> oh, option. No, <laughs> oh no, this is like the John Mulaney joke. You were given a choice between lobster and Skittles, and you picked Skittles. Wait, you wouldn't pick Skittles in that choice in real life? <laughs> Fair point, but you, you and I are both <laughs> disgusting human beings, and our choices shouldn't shouldn't matter. <laughs> take your ugly older the sh over the shoulder behind the head you can have it i don't want it the problem is daniel has the best over the shoulder agree there's actually a really good option there that clay cholera is that the next that is a great option that, I, I think that's another what I'm, option. Cho I'm choosing clay cholera i'm picking over the shoulder options so it's like piccolo or the one-handed version <laughs> okay I fine could, which that does give you head flat i'll give it to yeah. you okay that that's a great pick. I might have gone with Lisa Hunricks there. That's solid. Yep. Okay. You, yeah. Clay 
It has a lot of style though. And you're going to get maybe a couple other variations. I don't know. I have to think about it. I have to go back and study the tape. Okay. Polls. Polls is the last contested category. So I feel like I need to take something in polls and I'm going to do it. And I dare you to fight me against the spin polls. <laughs> okay. I'm taking all of them. All of them. Okay. But the problem is who am I going to, who's against the spin polls? I'm going to take, you took Murdad. Christian Lamrad might be an interesting choice here. Tom Leitner's not so much of an against the spin poll person. Oh, you didn't take Dave Schiller. I'm taking Dave Schiller against oh, the spin okay. polls. Yep. I crushed you in this draft. <laughs> the thing is, you have the 2%. No, not the 2 You have like the small percentage completion. Is that? Oh, It depends how the algorithm works. If you're consistent. Dave Schiller's juicing it constantly. He's going to give me all these... <laughs> Flubbing guidus, guidus pulls, flawed pulls, skids, like a behind the back crank. Is it against the skin pull? Arguably, some turnovers are really just <laughs> against the skin pulls. <laughs> yeah, I just realized neither of us have any skids. <laughs> I just took all of them. It's not, I guess I don't get a default skid, but I get a, I get all skid pulls skid adjacent i guess you get all the birth variations is that for well you know i wouldn't get a skid i think but i get a leg over skid because that's <laughs> an against the skid that's an against the spin pull i see okay so now i should pick my last oh yeah there's no contested thing so like we all we get free reign yep okay i think i should round out my catch category what Going with my current strategy, I should take. I should take the under the leg. Because oh, man, <laughs> you can have it. Like at some point, you're going to be in trouble and you're going to need the under the leg to avoid the drop. It's like drop prevention and it's going to be flying because I can jump. <laughs> as opposed to all your players but, but who's <laughs> under the leg are you taking i will t i think i'm gonna take florian hess's under the leg that's so smart so i'll get the most style out of it possible yeah are you ready for this for sets yep. brush sets <laughs> yep that was in my list <laughs> But there's a big problem here, which is whose brush sets do I take? Tom Leitner. Tom Leitner. Yep. I think so. Other options are Jakob Koshtel. Manu Cesari is actually also a pretty good option there. But I think I'm going to go with Tom Leitner. It's harder for me to gauge because I think of him as more of a just brusher, period, brush runner. But presumably all those brushes can be sets as well so i'm mm. getting indigenous brush i'm getting chair brush i'm getting all of his kick brushes i'm getting soul brush i soul brush <laughs> into triples i'm sure tom liner can too uh, that, i guess i don't know how to do triples but <laughs> i can get a we got a lot of doubles coming off of brushes okay. and arguably i get a lot of crosswind value there because almost everyone can brush it crosswind pretty well all right one more each 
Yep. Okay. So my last pick is going to be a poll. And it should, <laughs> going off of your pick, I should pick something broad. <laughs> so I should be restricted <laughs> or restricted polls. I know. What else is there? There. Hmm. There's the BTB, but that's a little too narrow. Is there even a better? If BTB also includes chair pulls, then I'm okay with it. I'll give it to you. Okay. <laughs> this is the most questionable spick. BTB <laughs> slash chair pull as one. Fine. Okay. Only because I feel sorry for you. Am I going to let you have that? Okay. I'm going to choose. Right. Yeah. Wait, did you Wait. pick it? Are you? T- oh, yeah, but you need a person. Tricky, 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 tricky. I think there's actually a great choice here. There is a hole in my knowledge. My first impression was Freddie Finner. Something mm. he's going to he's going to do it off the triple. I need someone to do it. The triple spinning pull. I don't I'm sure he could do a triple <laughs> chair pull, but I can't say I've ever seen it. <laughs> okay freddy finner okay i was i would have gone with jakob koshtel maybe based on who's left because i know he can do all those pulls well i don't see anyone else that jumps out gosh i feel like dave murphy should have been picked for something i would have picked him for he would have been a good alternative backhand throw but backhands off the board so I need a counter throw because I had my clock chicken wing. One obvious choice is Benno's helicopter, <laughs> but then you're limited to just getting it at that angle. Other, otherwise, I would want a lefty backhand. Maybe Fabio Sana, but he's off the board. Wait, no, I have... Wait, why is mine black backhand clock? Shouldn't it just be backhand? <laughs> whoa, 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 friend. You took... Daniel's backhand clock. Wait, isn't it just Daniel? I don't remember. We need to go back and replay it and see if I said clock. I think I just said backhand. <laughs> I think it was written down on the draft board. You had an opportunity to contest it. <laughs> well, you well, I'm, I'm not looking at things I'm I've already even, picked. I'm not even sure it's going to matter because I'm not sure I even want okay. the backhand. I do think in the future, the throw should be limited to clock or counter because I think it's more interesting. So obviously we would have to make more rules next time. <laughs> okay, just pick four. That's there, one was, <laughs> there was a wide variety of breadth <laughs> versus specificity in this draft that we might want to improve on. Uh, you took the overhand. You took Larry's Mac. There are other people of good Macs like Dunk. But Macs are just a little bit too dangerous. I don't think I want a Mac as my main throw. Who just throws ripping counter? That's not an overhand. Thinking of a chicken wing. Nothing comes to mind. I think I got to go with my heart. I got to go with my buddy. I'm going with the counter helicopter <laughs> from Benno Edelman. Yeah, that was my pick too. So before we 
go through our list. Let's talk about a couple of people who weren't drafted, probably because we weren't paying attention. <laughs> so just looking at your list, so this is heavily biased towards 2013 on. Paul Kenny wasn't picked. We talked about that. Bunch of people got picked. Jakob Kosho got mentioned more times than anyone <laughs> to not be picked. We didn't pick him for anything, right? I don't think so. it's because the categories went too broad. Like, I think if we uh, had better rules and we had to be more choosy on our like moves, Jakob would have definitely been picked because he has like several categories worth of things. Chesco wasn't picked. He would have been good for kicks, for instance. Next time, kick should just be a category, I think. Okay. Or there should be a category that's sort of like kick, brush, roll, or something like that. Um, Dave Murphy was not picked. I think part of it is he hasn't competed much, so he's pretty far down on this list. But he would have been good for back rolls. He would have been great for throwing. He would have been great, I think, for creativity. He would have been great for athleticism. The ground moves. Oh, yeah. No doubt he would crush ground moves. But he's a player. I'm sure I've said this before. But when I think about my ability to imitate other people, he's the hardest person for me to imitate. Most other players, I can kind of play like them if it was player karaoke. But Dave Murphy, I would, it would be hard. Um... We really did get a lot of the best players off the board. Sasha Scherzinger wasn't picked. He would have been good for like mob op. Nutsi would have been good for creativity. Uh, German PK would be good for against the spin or crazy turnovers. Pablo Azul is another player who's kind of all around good, but nothing jumps out crazy. Like maybe leg rolls, but you probably take Katie there for instance. Um, Dunk would be good for a variety of interesting <laughs> things. If I had taken Dunkish in wildcard, Stefan oh. Dunkel, Ilka would have lost her mind. So I'm sure if we ever draft with Ilka, she's going to do that. And I think I will stop there. But is there anyone? I mean, Vu Vunder would have been great for a number of throws, but you took all out of the throws off the board. Is there anyone else that? didn't get picked that maybe should have been. I think there are some, I bet there's a lot of signature moves that we could have, like I was looking at Toddy's. He has like that handstand laser pull. Mm-hmm. Joey would have been good for a lot of things. I think he was off the radar because it's 2013, this list. And we weren't thinking so much about prime until later, but he's, I think there's actually an interesting thing in a draft like this, which is a lot of the best players ever aren't your highest picks because they're elite at everything, but not necessarily the best at any one thing. Like I kind of think Matt falls in that category. I think Edo falls in that category. I think Arthur, Dave, Dave Schiller, a lot of players who are considered the best ever don't necessarily have some big signature. Do you agree with that? I agree. Yeah. Cause it's interesting how many not best players ever make this list. You know what I mean? Like no, mm. <laughs> no offense to Jan Trek or Maxine Mittenberger, but they have top of their field skills. So 
that's kind of what makes it fun. Anyone else looking at that list that you wish you had used or maybe was an honorable mention? Hmm, I can't. Oh, I know you could have used Andrea. Rem- oh no, you called this out. Andrea Remitori's lefty throw, but already, yeah, yeah, okay. I would have taken his lefty brush for sure. <laughs> okay, I can't. This is purely I can't remember. I can't remember in my head his lefty overhand clock. I couldn't tell you if it's eight fifty or nine nine five. So I just don't know. <laughs> um, I doubt it's nine nine five because I think I would remember that. But we both, I don't know anything about Rick Sater, but we at least have three throws that are all 995 with high consistency. Mm-hmm. I think I have the most spin with Harold Hines in Edo's helicopter. Yeah, you win on spin, but I was going for there's more accuracy than spin. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, Daniel's backhand was a great. A great call. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any other older players you missed. I think Johnny Rhodes would have been a great choice for something. I don't know what. Maybe Fleming, double flamingosis. Maybe flat game. Like flat game would have been a great wild card. Just pick your preferred 80s player and say, I'm taking all their flat moves. <laughs> um, I'm sure we're missing people, but I guess that's why we should do another draft in the future. And we'll have to think about what it is. So we can mix up the categories. We can mix up the location. We can mix up the players. So cool. This is our first go at it. I think we'll do redraft sometime. So maybe in five years, if we're still going, we'll do another open-ended, all-in-the-pool player draft. So before we finish, here is where we end up. In the throw category, Ryan took Daniel's backhand clock <laughs> and Rick Sater's overhand wrist flip. One of the most shocking picks of the draft. <laughs> I took Harold Hines's chicken wing. Honorable mention, by the way, Dirty Harry's backhand, but you took Daniel. And Benno Edelman's counter helicopter. In catches, you took Edo's Guidus. I don't care. I took my own scarecrow. Come at me. You took Larry's chair. I took Anka's flawed. You took Alex sliced barrel, all variations, including barrel lacer. I took Cray Van Sickles exploding star. <laughs> this is where your draft starts to sound really sad. <laughs> you took over the shoulder, AKA behind the head, Clay Calera and under the leg Flo Hess. And I rounded out with Benedict's flamingo and Chipper Bro Bell's all attitude catches. In sets, <laughs> you took the super obvious Jake Gothier's crosswind roll set. I took Matt Gothier's downwind drag set. Huge strategic blunder on my part. I should have taken Jake Gothier's downwind drag set and denied you. That's my biggest regret. You took all shoots graph. I took brush sets from Tom. It's a pretty broad <laughs> category, but I got away with it. For pulls, you took under the leg pull, Arthur Connington. Behind the back, chair pull, Freddie Finner. I took double leg over, Claudio Chinia. And against the spin pulls, Dave Schiller. Wild card, which was absolutely wild. <laughs> you took yourself as coach, cuffs 
from Bob Bulware, triples from Andreas, another strategic blunder of mine. I should have taken spinning, turnovers from Pavel, <laughs> and jumping from Wilho. I took in wild card all delays. <laughs> First pick, Fabio Sana. I'm still very proud of that one. I took form, Maxine, guides, Jan Shrek, doubles, Marco Prati, and rolls, Randy Silvi. I crushed you. It's not even close, you know, Ryan. You can't you can't jump or catch anything on the run. <laughs> I can't I can double. I can <laughs> I can't double barrel, I guess, but I can double flawed. You have all I guess these I can't like- jump. <laughs> I can exploding star. <laughs> okay. That's my jumping catch. You have all these really high points, but you have no connecting pieces. I have all the connectors. You have all the connectors. You don't have the delay, the number one <laughs> connector in freestyle. That's like when you're talking about high, high, whatever skilled routines are like, look how little they delayed it. That's <laughs> not even a good problem for me. You can't delay it <laughs> or brush it or kick it <laughs> or roll it <laughs> or roll it. <laughs> you have lost entire categories. Oh man. So maybe if we get our act together, we can post this somewhere. And people can vote on it or something. But in the meantime, <laughs> obviously I won. So when you no, when you know. agree with that statement, just send us an email at clock or counter. Tell us whose draft you think is the best. And I think that's it. Is there anything else to add, Ryan? I don't think so. that was it. All right. We're under an hour and a half. I think we crushed it. I think it worked even better than I expected. And I'm excited to do more. And with that, we'll talk to you next time.